3: First pitch swinging is Juan Soto. Driven opposite field. This one is going to be gone. Another home run for Juan Soto. Crushes it opposite field. His second home run of the night. This one's a two-run blast. It'll give the Padres a 4-0 lead. Juan Soto doing all kinds of damage against the Giants tonight.
1: Juan Soto with a two-home run night as the Padres cruise to beat the San Francisco Giants 4 nothing in San Francisco here tonight to even up this three-game series at a game apiece. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios here on the Padres Radio Network as we wrap this one up. What a night. What a nice win for the Padres here tonight as they shut out the Giants on just three hits. And it was the Soto and Lugo show, or maybe the Seth and Soto show tonight in the Bay Area, Padres improved to 78 and 80. Giants dropped to 78 and 80 with the win. The Padres mathematically stay alive with their win here tonight and uh, some other results from around Major League Baseball earlier tonight. And the Giants actually eliminated uh, from postseason contention with their loss to the Padres. So the Padres officially knocked the Giants out of the playoff picture. Padres, as we know, the playoff chance is very, very slim, but a really, really Really nice, fun game here tonight in San Francisco. A lot to do on our post game coverage. We'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. May have some additional post game reaction coming from inside the Padres clubhouse as well. Full highlights coming up, full look at the out of town scoreboard, and much, much more to come. But quickly, some thoughts from this game here tonight. Really, there were two stars. Number one, Juan Soto, who hit home runs number 34 and 35 in this game. The 35th home run, the second of the night, a new career high for Juan Soto. And we'll dive into into what Juan Soto did in this game, and really when you zoom out, what he's done this season. And when you look at the numbers, they are awfully, awfully impressive. We'll talk more about it, but the offense was basically a one-man show here tonight for the Padres. Soto had the home run in the first inning, had the home run, a two-run shot in the Seventh inning; those were three out of the four runs the Padres scored in this game. In fact, Soto had three out of the seven hits, so it was nearly a one-man show offensively for the Padres. And then, how about Seth Lugo with the pitching performance of the season for the San Diego Snell? Very likely will win the National League Cy Young. He'll be the guy you remember pitching wise from twenty twenty three. But I'll tell you what. Seth Lugo just had the best start of 2023 with what he did here tonight in San Francisco, 123 pitches, eight and two-thirds, scoreless innings. He came just one out away from a complete game shutout. It was a career high in innings pitched in a game. We'll see if Seth Lugo ends up throwing another game this season. It would have to be Sunday in Chicago, to be honest with you, based on what we saw here tonight, the way he sort of emptied the tank. Sort of wondering if everybody knew, including Seth and Bob Melvin, that this was it for him this season. We'll see uh, what Bob Melvin has has to say, what Seth Lugo has to say. But my goodness, what a great outing for Seth Lugo. Eight and two-thirds scoreless innings, picks up his eighth win of the season. He'll finish this season up above, well above 140 pitches, a career high. Again, we'll see if he has an opportunity to make one more start. But if this was it for Seth Lugo, Bravo. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what. If I if I could give him a standing ovation here in the studio, I would. That is how impressive and fun it was to watch Seth Lugo. And I'll be honest, after he was done with eight innings and had 106 pitches, I thought he was done. I thought, no way he's coming back out. And to watch him come back out for the ninth inning that's the good stuff right there. That is old school, take the baseball, this is my game, I want to finish it type of stuff, and he did his best. He ends up throwing 123 pitches, and you certainly understood at a certain point getting him out and bringing in Josh Hader to, to shut the door in this game, and uh, Hader would pick up his 30-second save facing that one batter. But Lugo was terrific. really, really was. That was about as fun of a start to watch as as we've had all year and we've had a lot of good ones from Blake Snell. But I gotta tell you, that was that was really fun from Seth Lugo. And if it is the end of his twenty twenty three season, it wraps up really an incredibly impressive season for Seth Lugo. And we'll dive into why that is. It's beyond the results. It's it's not just the quality. It's the quantity as well. So we'll talk all about it. What Seth Lugo did. What Juan Soto did. But all in all, a very nice win for the Padres. And they are not mathematically eliminated yet. With the win, they stay alive With the loss, the Giants are done in 2023 as far as the postseason picture. So if you're hanging on to those slim playoff chances, well... Dream on at least one more night. We'll see if the Padres can win this series tomorrow in San Francisco. A lot to do when we come back. We'll have the full radio highlights for you. We'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin and much, much more to get to as the Padres win this game for nothing over the San Francisco Giants. They even up this three-game series at a game apiece, and now the rubber game tomorrow evening in the Bay Area. Post-game show continues after this on the Padres Radio Network. post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios as we wrap this one uh, this we wrap this one up. <laughs> Here on the Padres radio network, four nothing. Padres win this game over the San Francisco Giants, and the Padres really had two stars in this game. Juan Soto a two homer night, solo shot in the first inning, a two, a two, a two run. What is going on? A two run home run in the seventh inning, two home runs. Numbers thirty four and thirty five tonight for Juan Soto. Seth Lugo terrific in this game. Beyond terrific. Eight and two-thirds scoreless innings. He came just one out away from a complete game shutout. We'll get into the radio highlights, recap this game in its entirety in just a moment. Also, we'll go back to San Francisco. here from Padres manager Bob Melvin in just a little bit as well. So stay tuned for all of that. Padres, again, improved to 78 and 80. They keep those very, very slim playoff chances alive. They're not done yet. Not mathematically eliminated after tonight, but the San Francisco Giants are. They're done. So the Giants are done. Padres knock them out of the postseason picture officially. And uh, the Padres now two games below 500. and hey, like we talked about in the pregame today, it's not just about the, the slim playoff chances. Hey, a Padres team that is trying to finish at or above 500, and they don't have a, a ton of wiggle room uh, to do so as far as losing more games. You lose two out of the Final Four here, and you won't do that so they really to at least finish at 500 they can lose one and that's it they got to go at least three and one in the final four games of the season one more game in san francisco tomorrow day off thursday and then three against the white Sox in chicago to wrap up the 2023 regular season and then well either the padres are going home or there has been some sort of baseball miracle because that's what the padres need right now for the season to continue but hey here tonight this was a fun one, really was. A lot of good storylines from this game as the Padres win it for nothing. And for the Padres, it is their 16th shutout win of the season. A combined three-hitter between Seth Lugo and Josh Hader, although Lugo did most of the work in this one. Let's recap it with our game highlights.
2: Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F750s and motorhomes. Well, we found
1: out just a little while before first pitch that left-hander Kyle Harrison would not make his start due to an illness. Instead, Giants went with an opener, right-hander John Brebbia. Juan Soto got the Padres going in the top of the first inning against Brebbia.
3: First pitch from Brebbia, swung up, driven to center field in deep. Fitzgerald is going back, he's at the warning track at the wall, he looks up, it's gone! Home run for Juan Soto. Number 34 on the season. That tie is a career record for Juan, and the Padres have a one nothing lead in the first.
1: Padres then got more in the top of the third against Alex Wood. Brett Sullivan hit a one-out single. He went all the way to third base on an infield single from Xander Bogarts. Hassan Kim then drove Sullivan in with a ground out. RBI for Kim. Padres had a 2-0 lead. Meanwhile, Seth Lugo got off to a great start on the mound, and he just kept it rolling. He allowed just one hit through three innings, just two hits through five scoreless innings. Lugo then pitched a 1-2-3 bottom of the sixth inning. Lugo was through six scoreless innings on just 80 pitches. Meanwhile, the Padres didn't score anything more against Alex Wood through his four and two-thirds innings. So the Padres still led 2-0. Heading to the seventh, Giants reliever Ryan Walker took the mound. He allowed a one-out walk to Xander Bogarts. With two men away, it was Juan Soto.
3: First pitch swinging is Juan Soto driven opposite field. This one is going to be gone. Another home run for Juan Soto. Crushes it opposite field. His second home run of the night. This one's a two-run blast. It'll give the Padres a 4-0 lead. Juan Soto doing all kinds of damage against the Giants tonight.
1: And it was home run number 35 for Juan Soto, a new single season career high. We'll dive much deeper into Soto's total numbers this season coming up a little bit later, but another big night for Juan Soto, who's truly having a terrific finish to 2023. The rest of the story truly became Seth Lugo and what he did here tonight. He went back out for the seventh inning, a one, two, three frame. He went back out for the eighth inning. A one-two-three frame. After eight innings, he was through 106 pitches. And to be honest with you, here in the studio, we were sort of thinking, all right, Lugo will be done. Eight scoreless innings, maybe his final start of the season. Lugo said, no, I'm not done. He came back out for the ninth inning. Got a line out to start the inning, then walked batter, then a fielder's choice. So a runner on first base with two men away. Lugo, one out away from a complete game shutout would have been the first of his career. Then he gave up a two-out single to Tyro Estrada. That put runners on first and second base. That was it for Seth Lugo. The final line on Lugo, eight and two-thirds innings, no runs, three hits, three walks, struck out seven, 123 pitches. Josh Hader came on to get one out in the ninth inning, collect a save, shut the door on the ball game in a Padres win. Wilmer Flores, the pinch hitter from the right side.
3: Left-hander's pitch. Strike three call. Chick swing. He's got the call by Trip Gibson, and that'll do it. Josh Hader comes in and slams the door, and the Padres walk away with a 4-0 lead. And the Padres tie up this series in San Francisco,
1: 1-1. And there you have it. 4-0 win for the Padres. Seth Lugo, Juan Soto, the stars in this one. On the pitching side, on the offensive side with the power, and the Padres get a very, very nice 4 nothing win over the San Francisco Giants. Final totals in this game for the Padres. Four runs, seven hits, one error for the Giants. No runs, three hits, and one error. Seth Lugo picks up the win, his eighth of the season. Josh Hader, easy save for him, number 32 on the season. Hader throwing just six pitches, but he'll take the save. And the Padres, like... Bob said, even up this series at a game apiece, they'll go for a series win in San Francisco tomorrow. And as we said earlier, Padres with the win, keep those very, very slim playoff chances alive. Padres cannot afford to lose another game this season when they do. That would be it for them. But the Padres, or I should say the Giants, well, they got eliminated here tonight with this loss. We told you before the game, whoever lost this game was done. So the Padres hang on by the slimmest of hopes for one more day, Giants officially uh, eliminated from postseason contention. Let's go back to Oracle Park in San Francisco and hear from the Skipper.
2: Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin, presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard, the Cook's Asian Resource.
0: How impressive is Lugo, considering the limitations that could have been
4: expected of him here? I mean, to finish on that note, I mean, it's kind of like I don't want to say I told you so, but, you know, he, he felt like he could be a starter all along. He felt like innings weren't ever going to be a problem. Certainly throwing almost 125 pitches in his last game of the year showed you that he was prepared for it. Focused the whole bit. I mean, really had a great year. Mid-three ERAs. Man, I, I, you know, if you told me those numbers at the beginning of the year, might have been a little bit of a surprise. Really impressive.
0: What were the conversations like tonight
4: uh, in the 7th, 8th? He just walked by, gave him a fist. And that was about it. So I usually can tell with a look. Um, he wanted it. 125 was about as much as I was going to allow him to go, in the se- and obviously the second base runner. So it looked like he started to get a little bit tired there at the end. How badly did you want that? Oh, the I was pacing Pace in the dugout. I wanted it bad for him. What, what was it about him that allowed him to make the transition to starting so kind of seamlessly? You know, I think it's it, his his outlook. Um, you know, from the very beginning. You know, as far as we talked to him, you know, early in the year about you know what innings might look like, he didn't want to hear anything about that. He said, "I'm going to pre- prepare to be a starter. I expect to pitch innings like a starter does," and that was basically it. So, I think it was more his frame of mind and. How he went about it. Juan was attacking the first pitch tonight. Is that kind of maybe the danger with him? You know, I mean, pitchers know that he can work walks. Without a doubt. I mean, guys like him, and there are very few of them, you know, you, you know he's going to be selective. You know, he's going to walk if you don't throw it over the plate. And if you do throw it over the plate, it's his 35th homer. So, you know, he's got a pretty good idea, you know, over the course of the season when, he's, when's he, when he needs to be aggressive and, you know, when, when he needs to be patient.
5: Have you noticed him being consciously more aggressive overall second
4: half? Uh, I, you know what, I, I think he just has great feel for it. You know, when to drive in runs and when to take his walks. So I think it goes back and forth depending on how he feels uh, at the plate over a period of time.
1: That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from inside the clubhouse at Oracle Park in San Francisco after this 4 nothing win for the Padres over the Giants. You heard a lot there, mostly on Seth Lugo, a little bit on Juan Soto as well. And it's true, Juan Soto, the two home runs came on the very first pitch he saw of both at bats and we know for Soto that's not really his reputation right he's a guy who's known for working counts and working plate appearances all the walks the on-base percentage all of it but he was aggressive here tonight and it certainly worked in his favor both on the home run in the first inning and the seventh inning funny to hear Bob Melvin talk about pacing in the dugout as Lugo's trying to go for that complete game shutout because tell you what here in the studio we were kind of standing and, and excited and a little bit nervous for Lugo we were we were Pulling for him. We were uh, excited by what Lugo is doing here tonight. But look, comes one out away from that complete game shutout. But still, uh, I think you could argue the finest starting pitching performance of the season. I mean, the only other one that I can think would rival this one would be the seven no-hit innings from Blake Snell. So so basically, you're looking at, what well, you know, do you take the no-hits or do you take the length in the pitches and, and all of it? But... Look, Lugo certainly had one of, if not the finest starting pitching performance of the season for the San Diego Padres here tonight. He was that good. He was dominant. I mean, and he just seemed to get stronger and stronger as this game went along. So we'll get more into what Lugo did here tonight. We'll also uh, get more into his season. I don't know for sure, but the way Bob Melvin was talking there about Lugo sort of seems like this was it, right? And you pair that with him trying to sort of empty the tank and finish a complete game shutout. It it would seem to me that Seth Lugo's season is done after tonight based on how Bob Melvin sounded there and also what we saw, him going back out for the ninth inning, all of it. Never know for sure, but kind of seems that way to me and if it was his final start of 2023 what a what a really really fine way for him to wrap up a really really nice season so we'll dive deeper into that when we come back discuss this game more maybe some post-game sound coming from the clubhouse as well final score here tonight in San Francisco Padres four, Giants nothing back in a moment on the Padres radio network <laughs> The game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight, Padres 4 and the Giants nothing as the Padres even up this series at a game apiece against San Francisco. Now just four games remaining in the 2023 season. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios as we wrap things up. Good to have you with us on this Tuesday evening. We'll go back to San Francisco at Oracle Park here from Seth Lugo, so stay tuned for that. We have his post-game reaction coming your way. He was splendid here tonight. We also may hear from Juan Soto coming up in just a little while as well, so plenty of post-game reaction to get to as the Padres win this game for nothing. There is a lot to talk about regarding Seth Lugo, not just about what he did here tonight, but if Tonight was it for him in 2023. A lot to talk about regarding his season as a whole. Let's do it as we tell you about our East Pitcher of the
2: Game. Which pitcher was dealing today? (laughs) Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game brought to you by the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware from Traeger and weber to the big green egg all your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware
1: our ace pitcher of the game seth lugo no doubt about it who else eight and two-thirds innings no runs given up three hits walk three struck out seven 123 pitches 80 for strikes he was oh so close to a complete game shutout. But for Seth Lugo, a fine, fine performance here tonight. And just to to add on to how impressive it was, do you know that Seth Lugo had never thrown more than seven innings in a game? He had done it seven times. Well, I should say six times in his career before tonight. In fact, tonight was the first time he had not allowed a run over seven innings in his career. So tonight was the first time in Lugo's career that he went seven scoreless innings in a game. And on top of that, he almost had a complete game shutout. That's how good it was here tonight. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it now, and this is, I mean, this is no surprise, but I'm just processing it as the post game continues. Seth Lugo had the best start of his life here tonight with eight and two-thirds scoreless innings, three hits given up. It was it was a career night for Seth Lugo, so good for him. Outstanding performance by Seth. And again, like I said before the break, it's not just about this game here tonight. It's about what he's done this season. And again, we'll hear from Seth Lugo in just a moment, so stay tuned. But before we hear from him, I just want to give you an idea of how impressive this season is for Seth Lugo. For Seth Lugo... His final numbers, and it it, it really sounded, and I, I don't want to say for sure, but the way Bob Melvin was talking there about him, talking about his year, I kind of feel like this might be it. And you pair it with going back out for the ninth inning, throwing 123 pitches. I If I were a betting man, I'd say Lugo is not pitching again this season. We'll see. But his final numbers, if he is done, 8-7. and seven, he makes 26 starts, and remember, the only reason that number isn't higher is because he missed time with the calf strain. But 146 innings and a third, a three-five-seven ERA, 140 strikeouts, 36 walks, a one-two-zero WHIP. Keep this in mind: the the number that is most impressive for Lugo, hands down, the innings. Keep in mind, he only threw 111-plus innings combined between 2021 and 2022, two seasons where he did not make a single start. Keep in mind, this is a guy that made 12 starts combined between 2018 and 2022 in the last five seasons. So for him to throw 146 innings and also be as effective for the most part as he was, a 3 five seventy ERA. Bravo to Seth Lugo. He had himself one terrific season. He really, really did for this team and, and for himself. I mean, again, no secret he's got a player option that, you know, I, I would imagine he's going to decline and hit free agency because why wouldn't he? He's proved he can be a starter in the major leagues and be durable, and he, he proved he could throw 200 innings next year. So, uh, good for him. And I'll tell you what, I've enjoyed talking to him in the clubhouse. He's got a great demeanor. He's, he's, you know, very steady. I, I just... I'm, I come away, especially after tonight, really, really impressed by Seth Lugo, what he did this season. He, he was terrific for the most part this year. And again, I, I've said it a couple of times after his last couple of starts. For him, it's not just about the quality. It's about the quantity of what he's done. And I think if you would have told anybody that he would finish with around 150 innings and a 3 ERA, and really the only reason those numbers aren't even higher is because of an injury, I think everybody would have signed up for that. Remember, it was a question in spring training, and he was asked about it, and he never, never showed any doubt that he could throw a ton of innings and do this. He At any point this season, he never wavered on that, to his credit. Said it from the start of spring training. But there was questions about, well, at some point, I think there was almost an assumption that at some point he would have to get moved to a relief role because he wouldn't be able to throw 150 innings. Well... Seth Lugo did, and I think personally for him, what a season. What what a good job. So anyway, I know I'm waxing poetic about Lugo, but after tonight's performance, he certainly deserves it. What an outing. Eight and two-thirds scoreless innings, career high in innings pitch. The first time in his whole career that he's thrown seven shutout innings. And if this is it, a 3 5 70 ERA in 26 starts in a span of 146 and the third innings here in 2023. Great, great year for Seth Lugo. All right, enough for me on Seth. Let's hear from Seth. Here's what Seth Lugo had to say inside the clubhouse after tonight's win. How badly
5: did you want to You know, uh, I wanted it. You know, really bad. Uh, you know, especially after last night's game. You know, I what him do it. Um, um, you know, went off for the eighth and never done that before. So at that point, you know, I was happy with whatever happened, so you wish you had one more? Um, I'm glad Hader saved before. You wish you had one more start? Or, I wish I had a couple more starts,
4: yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How how do you feel at this point in the year having kind of done what you did this year, throw the ankle thrown? Where where is your body physically now?
5: That's in a good spot. Um you know, uh, over the last few years, you know, I've built a pretty good routine, so physically I feel good and mentally uh, I feel confident. So it's a good place to be heading into whatever's next.
4: If, if this is it, it seems like you kind of expected this of yourself. What did you kind of prove with what you were able to do as a starter this season?
6: Um. Well, uh,
5: you know, uh, proved to myself and, you know, other people around the league, you know, that I am capable of being a starter. But, um, you know, I, I learned more than I expected coming into this season. So, uh, you know, I think that's the biggest thing I'm going to take away from this year. I'm there wasn't a lot of conversation that got late in the game about like you coming out of the game. Like, what was kind of going through your head when you're so your pitch count going past the Um, but, I knew uh, I tried not to think too much about it. Uh, I was just uh, trying to execute each pitch and, you know, get the tough guy out. Uh, that's, that's in dugout. That was my thought process. You know, focus on the next batter.
4: Obviously, there are decisions that bloom the offseason. This is your last start. What 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 did you enjoy about pitching to the Padres, and that's something you'd be open to come back here if things? Were- right?
5: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed the season, uh, you know, I don't enjoy you know, where we're having stands. but uh, yeah, it's been a, a great experience with the clubhouse, uh, with the coach and staff of the organization, and I treating treated me really good, and, uh, um, you know, I'd, I'd say especially Ruben helping me, uh, you know, get better, uh, like I said, I got better than I, I thought I was going to get this year, so, you know, I think that's a representative of the kind of guy he is, but,
1: that was Padre's starting pitcher, Seth Lugo, after tonight's game. What a performance for Seth. Eight and two thirds scoreless innings and certainly saying all the right things there. And I think the, the start of that where he's talking about wishing he had a couple more starts. And I think that told us kind of all we need to know about Seth uh, being done for this season. So, uh, it appears he is done, uh, and, and what a way to end it really. Eight and two thirds scoreless innings. He was dominant. Best start of the year for Seth Lugo and, Uh, Look, certainly said all the right things there uh, at the end and and about working with Ruben. Look, it's going to be very, very interesting, A, to see what Seth can get in free agency and B, if the Padres can bring him back. I mean, to me, uh, uh, he would be somebody that I would really be interested in the Padres. And we have plenty of time to talk about this in the days and weeks and months to come. But he's somebody that if I'm the Padres, I would have a lot of interest in bringing back. And I'll tell you why for two reasons. Number one, he's versatile. Number two, he's proved something this year. And he's got really, really good stuff. And he throws a wide array of pitches. I I think what you've seen this year from Seth Lugo, there is a very solid chance that he can replicate years like this a little bit. I do. I mean, keep in mind he was a very very good reliever with the New York Mets for a while. Really really good. And he's now brought that into being a full-time starting pitcher. So, uh you know, if I'm the Padres and again, we understand it's about, you know, money and and all of it and what Seth can get on the open market, but I I think the Padres would be wise to take a very very serious look at bringing Seth Lugo back here because I I I think he's got a bright future as a starting pitcher I do I think he's got the stuff I think he's got the demeanor I think he's got the work ethic I think he's found somebody in Ruben Niebla who he clearly likes working with we'll see how it all shakes out but if this is the lone year for Seth Lugo in a Padre uniform what a very nice job he did no doubt about it Padres win it for nothing over the Giants much more to come on our post game show when we come back on the Padres radio network game show continues here on the Padres radio network. Final score here tonight, Padres four and the Giants nothing as the Padres improved to a record of 78 and 80. Giants dropped to 78 and 80. Just four more games remaining in 2023. Padres knock out the Giants from the postseason picture. Padres, of course, have, well, very... Slim hope still. They are not officially mathematically eliminated yet. So uh, if you're hanging on to that little bit of hope, well, you can dream on for one more night. And uh, we'll see if the Padres uh, can keep that alive for another day tomorrow. Rubber game of this series tomorrow evening. We'll have more on that coming up later. Sam Levitt with you here inside our San Diego studios on the Padres Radio Network as we wrap this one up. Full look at the out of town uh, out-of-town scoreboard coming up in just a little bit. Let's... Now, tell you about our relief pitcher of the
2: game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank. Providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit sandiegofoodbank.org. Our
1: relief pitcher of the game. We've got only one option here tonight. And that is Mr. Josh Hader. Got one out, six pitches, faced the pinch hitter, Wilmer Flores, picked up his 30-second save in the process. So Lugo did the bulk of the work here tonight, eight and two-thirds scoreless innings, but Hader had to come in and get the final out. So Josh Hader, our relief pitcher of the game here tonight. A lot of talk about Josh Hader on the station really throughout uh, San Diego media earlier today with uh, him not pitching yesterday in the 8th inning and uh, some of the comments with the media yesterday but Hader does come in here tonight gets one out and picks up uh, I would argue maybe his easiest save of the year uh 32 uh for Hader now on the season after a one out one batter save for Josh Hader.
2: Now let's tell you about
1: our player
2: of the game which player had the biggest impact on today's game let's find out who is today's player of the game presented by valley view casino and hotel catch every game at patties and pints plus enjoy four dollar beer every thursday visit valleyviewcasino.com today our player of the game here tonight, Juan Soto.
1: Two home runs, numbers 34 and 35 on the season for Juan. The solo shot in the first inning off Brevia to get the scoring started. Two-run shot off Walker in the seventh inning to make it 4 nothing. Another terrific, terrific game for Juan Soto. And he went to left and he went to center. He did a, a terrific, terrific job in this game offensively for the San Diego Padres. Juan Soto, two home runs in this game. No doubt our player of the game here tonight. Padres win it 4 nothing. And before we go back to break, and we'll have the full out of town scoreboard, and we will take some of your phone calls here, here coming up. 833 288 0973. 833 288 0973. The phone number to call. We'll get some of your phone calls here coming up in a second let's talk for a second about Juan Soto because I think it's important and we've sort of had this discussion before but it's another good night to have it here are Juan Soto's numbers right now with four games remaining and by the way he's played every single game this season he's appeared in every single game this season for the Padres so uh, unless he ends up missing one for some reason hopefully he doesn't he's going to play a full 162 all right here are the numbers for Juan Soto right now after tonight. 276 batting average, 35 home runs, 108 RBIs, 410 on base percentage, 934 OPS, 524 slug. He's walked the most in baseball 128 times. And I did I say the RBI number? 108 RBIs to go along with the 35 home runs. He is 24 years old. He is having... A really, really impressive season. And I think he would say, and I think I would say, and I think a lot of people would say, and I think he would say it too, that this has still not been peak version of Juan Soto. Remember, Juan Soto had a really, really rough start to the year. He was sitting 217 at the end of April with a Still a 390 on base percentage, but he was hitting 217 with only five home runs, 11 RBIs. And again, he's up to 35. That's a new single season career high for Soto and 108 RBIs. The bottom line is this you know, and there's a lot of talk right now about Soto going into this walk year, and would the Padres look to potentially trade him to, you know, basically fill others' and other parts of the team to fill, which is is a fair case. Um, I understand there may be a case, but I will say this, you know, thinking about this guy in a walk year and what he could do is pretty tantalizing. And, you know, look, some of the numbers are, are not, you know, you pick out, for example, the 2021 season in Washington when he hit 313 and the on-base percentage was 465. He hit 29 home runs that season. He has 35 home runs this season, 108 RBIs. He had 95 RBIs that season. There's been more power and run producing for Soto this year than that 21 season where that was more about batting average and on-base percentage. But he will turn 25 next month. I, I think we all here in San Diego have to have to kind of appreciate what we're seeing here and understand that, that this is the kind of guy, and we'll see how it ultimately shakes out. But this is the kind of guy, 24, 25 years old, and obviously after the trade, and, and I think we all kind of assumed after the trade that it was a priority to try to keep him in San Diego for the long term, but... The idea that you would trade him—I'll tell you what. Look, if it ends up happening, it ends up happening. But to me, it would be a very tough pill to swallow on a number of different fronts. You know, the, the 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 most important of which is that this guy is is really really special. I mean, again, we're talking about a quote unquote non-peak season for a player. Again, he's hit 276 with 35 home runs, 108 RBIs. His on base percentage is 410. He's got 31 doubles along with that at 24. It's an incredibly special talent. And I hope people realize how special that is. And I hope people realize this is the same player that was part of a world, a big part, a big, big part of a World Series winning team in 2019 and had an outstanding playoff run and, and huge moments in the World Series. If this doesn't scream somebody you want to have into their mid to late 20s and early 30s for the next decade, I don't know what does. So look, there's a lot of different aspects to the Juan Soto situation, certainly, but I just, I, I hope we, we appreciate kind of the player he is. And again, you'll look up and I know there's been moments late in games where he's needed a clutch hit and it, it, it hasn't happened. I understand that, but this is a truly, truly special player that is wearing the Brown and gold right now. So we'll see what ultimately happens with Juan Soto, but I continue to be really, really wowed by him and what he can do even when he's not at his absolute best. Pretty special at his age. And he set the bar really high for himself. That's part of it. He set a really high bar at a really young age. And so now he's had to live up to that. And also with the reported money he turned down from Washington, he's had to live up to that too. But my goodness, you look at what this season has become just by the numbers. And again, in a quote-unquote non-peak season, it is... It is awfully impressive, really is. All right, before we go to break, let's quickly pause for station identification on the Padres radio network. Sam Levitt with you here inside our San Diego studios as we wrap this one up. Again, the final score, Padres, four Giants, nothing. When we return, we will get some of your phone calls, 833-288-0973. The phone number, 833-288-0973, number to call. Plus, full look at the out-of-town scoreboard. You'll hear our play of the game, wrap things up, and get you ready for tomorrow. Back after this on the Padres Radio Network. <laughs>
3: first pitch from drevia swung on driven to center field and deep fitzgerald is going back he's at the warning track at the wall he looks up it's gone home run for juan soto number 34 on the season that tie is a career record for juan and the padres have a one-nothing lead in the first
1: Juan Soto two home runs in this game. That solo shot in the first inning is thirty fourth of the season. Two run home run later in the game in the seventh inning to give the Padres a four to nothing lead. They go on to win by that final score. A new single season career high in home runs for Juan Soto thirty four and thirty five here tonight. We did a full breakdown on Juan Soto's numbers earlier, and if you want to hear that, you can always go back and listen on the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast, Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios as we wrap this one up here tonight on the Padres Radio Network. We'll have the full out-of-town scoreboard coming up here in just a moment. But phone number 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. Phone number to call. Let's lead things off here tonight. We go to Lee calling in. Hello, Lee. You're on the Padres Radio Network with Sam Levitt. What's up? How you doing, Sam? Doing well.
6: Hey, I got a a core of players that I think the Padres need to keep going into next year. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've been teasing us with this little winning streak at the end of the year, and I don't know what to think about that. But (laughs) anyways, uh, I'm going to name some players that they need to keep, and I know they're going to have to do some wheeling and dealing going into next year, but the base is Soto, Snell, Waka, Tatis, Machado, Suarez, and Lugo. And I know they're going to have to get rid of some players, but uh, probably Grisham, and I hate to see him go as best outfielder in the league, and Hayter probably going to have to deal him. I don't know if they can get anything for him. I don't know what his contract situation is, but. What do you think about the, that core players to build off of?
1: Well, look, you know, luckily, and, and appreciate the phone call as always, look, you know, you, you said a bunch of names there, and I tried to write down a couple. Um, Snell, the ones that stood out that, that I think are actual question marks are Snell, uh, Lugo, and yeah, Soto, right? Because, hey, there's... There's always a chance that that Soto gets traded. I, look, I I would disagree with it, and I've said this before. I, I think you. Well, well, we'll talk about Soto in a second. Let's talk about the, the the players you 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 mentioned there. Which to me, the three real question marks were Snell, Soto, Lugo. I think he said Waka too. Um, <laughs> I can't remember now, Lee. But I mean, look, I. Most of this core is going to be back. Okay, let's talk about it. this. Manny Machado is going to be back. Xander Bogarts is going to be back. Uh, Fernando Tatis Junior. is going to be back. Uh, Hasan Kim, all likelihood, is going to be back. Let's uh, who else? So, Luis Camposano is going to be back. Uh, Joe Musgrove, U Darvish is going to be back. Okay, the the question marks that you look at are yeah, Snell who you know again when you hear the the articles well you read the articles being written about payroll coming down and certainly we've heard that um from from very trustworthy people you know at the padres here on and woods last week um it it does get hard to imagine somebody who's going to command the amount of money that a snell is being here next year so to be honest with you i, I kind of assume at this point he's not um you know, look, Lugo and Walk. I think, is dependent on, on a couple of things that we talked about earlier. Number one, what they can get on the open market. And number two, what the Padres would be willing to bring them back at. I, I think it would be wise to entertain one or both because they've been very, very solid. I, I don't know how realistic that is depending on what the aim for the payroll is. Look, with Juan Soto, you know, he is... You know, look, there is a a small question mark there because, look, would it be would it be shocking to see them move Juan Soto to essentially fill out other pieces of your roster um, with at least at least minor league guys, high level minor league guys that are ready to go soon? Um, I guess it's not so crazy. I would really like to see Juan Soto in a Padre uniform next season because I think you made that trade with the idea that you would get three real chances with a, 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 a real, you know, well, it wasn't a foursome at the time because Bogarts wasn't here yet, but you would get three chances with him here to go win a World Series with his level of talent. And the idea of, of losing him in a walk year when he's going to command an enormous contract at the end of the year, and we've seen even again at his quote-unquote non-peak season what he could do, to me, I would like to see what Juan Soto can do next season in a Padre uniform, whether he is going to be here or not after 2024. To me, that is worth the roll of the dice of not getting whatever you think the return can be. And I don't think that return is going to be what you gave up. So to me, you made the trade because you wanted this guy, A, here for a guaranteed two-plus seasons and three potential postseason runs. It didn't work out this year any way you hoped, okay? It didn't at all. Not what you envisioned this year to be. But to me, I roll the dice next year, and I want to see this guy in a Padre uniform and see what he can do in a walk year of all things. That's me. And look, I know there are people out there that disagree with that, that feel if you can't keep them here beyond this season, that then you should, you know, you should recoup what you can. I disagree. I think this team is in an ultimate with the core they have right now, with these guys like Bogarts and Machado and, um, well, Fernando's younger, Soto's younger, but those two guys in particular, Bogarts and Machado and Darvish and Musgrove, in the true primes of their career to me next year is still a you got to go for a year and the idea that you would then not have juan soto in this lineup uh to me would be very very hard to stomach i understand it may it may not be the case but um i agree with you lee because i think soto is part of your little core there i agree to me to me i I would love to see him here next year. I would I would be disappointed if he wasn't. So, um, look, there there are there are so many questions this team has to answer moving forward in a number of respects with the rotation. Look, there it's a, it's to me it is the the number one question roster wise heading into twenty twenty four because let's say that the guys who pitched the last three games. Waka Snell and Lugo there's a very very realistic chance all of them are gone. So when we say this is going to be a very similar team next year, well it is and it isn't. From a core standpoint in your lineup it is unless you trade Juan Soto but from a rotation standpoint, a rotation that's been really good this year, there's a chance that you've got Musgrove, Darvish and three new faces. And by the way, there's the the first the team option and then player options for Nick Martinez. Who knows what's going to happen there? And he could be a starting pitcher for you, right, if you wanted him to. We know that. So there are there are a myriad of questions this team has to answer heading into the offseason, and it is going to be a fascinating offseason just purely from the roster standpoint alone because they have a lot of decisions to make, and they have a lot of things to figure out with this ball club and how they will support this core, that big four How do they do that? What are the names? What are the faces? We're going to find out over time. But um, look, I I certainly don't disagree. It would be great, Lee, if they could keep all those guys. But I I just, I don't don't know if it's very realistic based on the numbers payroll-wise that are getting thrown around and the commitments they already have on the books. Like, to me, you know, I I never say never. And I think, you know, some of the talk shows talked about this today. Never say never. But, you know, to me, I, I... I find it hard to figure out how they would throw, you know, $180 to $200 million at Blake Snell, but never say never, right? If we've learned one thing about um, this team, the ownership, their willingness to spend is that, you know, you never quite know. And there were things written last year early that indicated they would not be big spenders in the offseason. And guess what? They were. So who knows? Never say never, but... Um, it is a fascinating offseason coming up for, for from the roster construction standpoint alone. And look, I, I would love to see a Lugo or a Walker or both come back. I would. I think they're solid. I think they're subtle middle to back end of the rotation guys that can be right there behind Musgrove and Darvish. I do. I Look, I sung Lugo's praises earlier as somebody I would love to see come back. I really do. I think he's got a, a great chance to be really good for a few years here as a starting pitcher and, and really do it after this season so it's a fascinating question lee and uh we shall see uh what happens uh uh assuming there's no miracle here at the end uh what happens after the the season comes to an end on sunday all right let's take a very very full look at the out of town scoreboard
2: Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958.
1: We take a look at the Out of Town Scoreboard. What's going on around the major leagues here today? Everything is gone. Final, finals from around the major leagues. Mariners beat the Astros six to two. In Seattle, big win for the Mariners. And we'll update you on some of the standings before we go to. It's that time of year. Angels beat the Rangers nine to three in Anaheim. Dodgers beat the Rockies in Game 2 of their doubleheader, 11-2. to Game 1 of that doubleheader was the Rockies beating the Dodgers, 4-1. to Other finals, Reds beat the Guardians, 11-7 in Cleveland. Ellie De La Cruz hit two home runs in that game for the Reds. Orioles beat the Nationals, 1-0 in Baltimore. Tigers beat the Royals, 6-3 to in Detroit. Akil Badu, Parker Meadows, hit home runs in that game for the Tigers. Phillies beat the Pirates. Pirates in 10, 3-2. Phillies, with that win, clinched a National League wildcard berth. So they'll head to the postseason for a second straight year. Yankees beat the Blue Jays 2-0 in Toronto. Austin Wells, a two, uh, two-run home run in that game for New York. Rays beat the Red Sox at Fenway 9-7. Braves beat the Cubs 7-6 in Atlanta. Say a Suzuki Just flat out missed the fly ball in the eighth inning. It led to 2 runs scoring for the Braves to take a 7-6 lead. They go on to win by that final score. The Cubs led 6-0 in that game, and the Braves come back to win it 7-6. That is a crusher. For the Cubs. More on that coming up. Diamondbacks beat the White Sox, beat them up 15 4 in Chicago. Twins beat the A's 11 3 in Minnesota. Cardinals beat the Brewers 4 1 in Milwaukee. But with the Cubs losing, the Brewers did clinch their third National League Central title in six seasons. So the Brewers are uh, division winners in the NL Central. And that's a full look at the out of town scoreboard. We did have one game postponed. They'll play a doubleheader tomorrow between the Marlins and the Mets with a, a tropical storm making unplayable field condi- uh, conditions at city field in New York. And apparently the Marlins not very happy about that because they're in the midst of a wild card race and now all of a sudden have to play a doubleheader tomorrow in New York. All right. Take a quick look here at the standings in some of these races because it is that time of year right now Orioles leading the Rays by two in the AL East for first place the Rangers still have a two and a half game lead on Houston for first place in the AL West Seattle three games out in the AL West uh in the NL division races pretty much everything is wrapped up officially in fact everything is wrapped up officially in those division races wild card races so at the end of tonight, Blue Jays right now hold the number two al wild card spot they are a game and a half up on the blue on the uh Astros who hold the final wild card spot and then the Mariners now a half game behind Houston for that final wild card spot. So again, right now it is the Blue Jays in the two Astros behind the Blue Jays in the third and final spot, trailing them by a game and a half and Seattle right now on the outside looking in a half game out behind Houston in that AO wild card race in the NL. At the end of tonight looks like this. Diamondbacks in the number two spot, a game up on the Cubs who remain in that third and final spot after tonight. The Marlins a half game out behind the Cubs. Reds game and a half out behind the Cubs. And, uh. The Padres, four and a half out. They are still not eliminated mathematically. The Giants, though, are. They're done. So, anyway, uh, the uh, Cubs still hanging on, even after this very, very tough loss tonight in Atlanta, hanging on to that third and final wild card spot. That's look at the out-of-town scoreboard and the full standings. Taking a look at tomorrow's game, the rubber game of this three-game series between the Padres and the San Francisco Giants. Pitching matchup tomorrow, right-hander Matt Waldron on the mound for the Padres. Left-hander Sean Mania on the mound for the Giants. First pitch tomorrow, same time, same place at 645 Eco Water SoCal. Padres pregame show begins at 545. Certainly hope you can join us then. Matt against Sean Manaya. the pitching matchup tomorrow as the Padres will go for a series win. Taking a look at the final totals in this ballgame here tonight. For the Padres, four runs, seven hits, one error, they left on eight. For the San Francisco Giants, no runs, three hits, one error, and they left on a grand total of six. Winning pitcher here tonight, Seth Lugo, who improves to eight and seven, the best outing of his season, eight and two thirds, shutout innings. The loss goes to John Brebia, who drops to three and three, and the save goes to Josh Hader, his thirty second of the season. Time of game, two hours and nineteen minutes, and the crowd at Oracle Park in San Francisco, twenty-eight thousand one hundred and eighty three. As always, if you missed any of our post-game show, you can listen back to all of it on the Inside San Diego Baseball Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. For our studio coordinator, Frank Mark Casey, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score, the San Diego Padres 4 and the San Francisco Giants nothing. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.